Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. My dad, Todd, is out of town, so I'm going to be holding down the fort on my own today. I'm going to be talking about books since we had a few questions as to reading list recommendations. Before we get started, I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's podcast. So let's get started. So as I just said, I wanted to, we wanted to talk about books, and you know I'm a big reader, uh, and I've had a couple people ask you know for some recommendations for their kids, um, and hopefully I get have some good suggestions. But I also asked people on um, Facebook to give some of their suggestions and what they they liked from back when they were in school, and then also uh, currently what they're reading. Um, but before we get started, you know just just quick update. My dad and some of the kids are at a camp um, over in New Jersey, and it's right on the beach. It's a wonderful resort uh, and camp. Uh, camp, we love it. We've done it for I don't know. We've done it many years, and I've gone a couple times, uh, but unfortunately, you know, with work and everything, we couldn't go this time. But uh, so they're out there. They should be back later this week. Uh, but Dad got back from Idaho Sunday, and that like he got home, and like within an hour, he had to uh, pack up the RV and and head out of town again. So they're they're pretty busy still but I think they've only got one more camp which is Sandy Cove um, in Maryland in a couple weeks and then the, I think they're done for the season so hopefully we should be back to more of a regular schedule uh, you know we'll be doing the live videos again on a regular basis and dad should be here and we should have a few guests coming up as well so that should be awesome um, and this evening we just uh, my wife and I we went went and had to cut down some some grass at a, my grandparents have a lake cottage and uh, we we uh, then went to Dairy Queen afterwards, and, and it was just a really a lot a lot of fun. Uh, we're really enjoying the summer here. Hopefully, you are too. And summer, you know, obviously this is pretty idealistic, but I, I love the idea of having the time to read. Um, and you know, as a kid, uh, I know I did, and I read throughout all the time through summer, spring, winter, fall, and everything else in between. Um, but you know, one of the posts we had this week was, uh, it said something, it was, uh, boredom is a great teacher if you let it be. Um, and I remember, you know, sometimes we were bored during the summer and dad would usually keep us busy with projects and stuff like that. But I think everyone remembers at some level, at least some of that boredom as, uh, when you were in school, uh, but when you were out and, you know, had the whole summer and that's, I mean, kids, you know, it it can be seen boring, but that's also a really good thing because, I mean, you know, my brothers and I, we would come up with ways to entertain ourselves, you know, whether that is cutting swords out of wood and playing cap gun wars. We'd, you know, read about stuff and then we'd, you know, do it. Like I remember one year we got into all the military badges and everything. So we made all of those and we're going to make a club, you know, with some of our friends or whatever. So there's lots of stuff. Um, but, you know, I think that's cool. But reading was always something I also loved to do. Um I read all sorts of stuff. I don't, you know, I don't know really from what age I really hooked me. I just, I don't really, it just always was. I was always the kid, you know, and I would eat my Burwell cereal or whatever else. I would have a big old book, you know, usually like some big book, uh, you know, maybe on the Civil War or something like that. And I'd read it, you know, during breakfast and when we were in the car and pretty much everything in between, especially when I was on a series or something. But we have a library just, I don't know, maybe, you know, less than a mile down the street from us. Uh, we live in a tiny little town, but it has a, a Carnegie library and it's a good, you know, it's a small library, but it has enough that, uh, you know, you can find all the, the basics and movies and then obviously lots of books. Um, and that's where we got most of our stuff. So we'd, uh, we'd go down there. Uh, usually, I don't know, probably like once a week or something like that. And, uh, 
pick out some books and whatnot. And I loved at the time, I remember, and actually this is where I got introduced to a lot of books. I mean, I know, um, I think the first ones that I remember is the Landmark series of books, I think they were called. Let's see here, I'm gonna look this up. But Landmark, uh, I remember, you know, they'd have them on like, um, Thomas Edison, um, you know, stuff like that, and uh, Henry Ford, and they were, you know, they were short reads. I mean, maybe, I mean, less than, well under 100 pages, I'm sure, but they're, you know, they're the super thick pages with big words, I mean, big letters, you know, big font, uh, so super quick reads. I loved those, but those are, you know, older books now, but I'm sure they have, you know, equivalent, or you may not even be able to find them online, um, but I read lots of those, all the ones that I could find, um, but, and history, I think, always was my main thing, which, you know, your kid may be into science, or they may be into anything else, but uh, try to find books that are around what they like, um, but I remember the Usborne books, I don't know if, if you're probably familiar with that, if you've ever been to a homeschooling convention or just around the area for, you know, interact with the uh, online community much, but Usborne books has tons of picture books and that's something I think is also really important that really got me into it was not just straight text you know it was books that had images and stuff I had these Civil War books that you know had real pictures of you know of uh, Civil War equipment and uh, battles and they had old paintings and stuff like that and that made it feel more connected so you're not just trying to read a ton of text you know um, and obviously there was still a lot of text in the book but it wasn't just solid so you know broke it up and I think that makes it more approachable um, but yeah so I remember uh, getting those books and I mean we were always terrible about returning stuff to the library on time uh, I mean I'm sure we had a huge fine you know or bill racked up and I remember sometimes every year the uh, library would do like a food drive and if you brought back I brought some canned food they would you know they'd forgive your uh your fine bill or whatever so i know dad a few years would take like a few cans of green beans or something to probably save himself 50 bucks worth of fines or something like that since every all the kids were so bad about it but um so yeah the library is a great thing if you haven't uh you know if you if you don't go very often maybe try to make that something that you do with the kids because that can be really fun to let them pick stuff out and then if they pick it out then they'll be more likely to actually read it versus you just handing something to someone saying hey read this um, I think that's really important because then that makes it something that they engage with, not just, you know, you providing, which is also good. But I mean, even in, you know, currently, I mean, I would much rather read something that I find rather than a friend saying, hey, here's this book. You should read this. Like, you know, there's just a natural thing to just kind of be like, well, you know, I like what I like. I don't know if I want to read or put the time investment into what you did. And obviously, as a kid, you may not think it through it that way, but I think that still can apply. Um but I know a lot of people, they just want some good recommendations. Um, obviously, I'm a guy, so most of mine would be, well, I mean, not necessarily just guy, but, you know, I, I, I mean, that's my perspective. Um, but a lot of these, I think, would be good for either direction. Um, but, yeah, so some of the book series that I found through the library were the Landmark History Series, I think is what they're called, um, the Hardy Boys, which I saw quite a few of the people who mentioned in there, their favorite ones, uh, mentioned the Hardy Boys, and I loved those, the original ones, not the later ones, because they got a little bit more different and uh, once they got older, but um, loved those. They were super fast-paced. I thought they were super cool. Um, the Boxcar Children, I got those, all of those from the library. I must have read, I don't know, there's probably over 100. I read most of those, loved those. Those are super quick reads. I thought it was such a cool thing that I could read an entire book in like easily in a day, you know, or a couple hours. Um, but those are fun. Uh, a lot of people mentioned um, the Nancy Drew books. I never read those, but I think those are probably good. And, you know, a lot of these, even though they're old, honestly, I think the old ones are better in a lot of cases because they have good, good values a lot of cases. They're 
safer, you know, than modern books can be. You don't have to worry quite as much what's in them. Um, but a series that also I grew up loving was the Little House in the Prairie series. Um, I mean, I know that's, you know, maybe weird, but I, I loved them. I love the Western books, books that take place out West. And I think Paul is, is like one of the most incredible characters. If, if everything that is true that happened in the Little House in the Prairie series, that guy, I don't know how he, he probably died of the heart attack of stress from like at the age of 30 because he must have lost like 10 you know, 10 farm uh, plantings each year or, you know, over the course of the years. I mean, they had everything that could ever happen to them happened. It's just amazing. But I think those books are awesome. I loved uh, especially The Long Winter. Um, you know, and we also, like I've said before on the podcast, we listened to a lot of audiobooks growing up. Um, we do other stuff like play Lego or, you know, and on long car rides, I think that's a good way to get your kids to engage, um, is, you know, play some audiobooks. But my favorite one was Swiss Family Robinson. And that's honestly probably, I mean, I don't know if it's, I'd say it's my favorite book cause I don't, you know, I mean, stuff's past it now, but growing up, that's probably my favorite book. I love Swiss Family Robinson. It's because I listened to the audiobook so many times, but same goes for the Hobbit. You know, I listened to the Hobbit. I mean, dozens of times, and I love that book because of that. Um, and those, are, and we'd listen to it every night when we went to bed, you know, and we'd listen to uh, audiobooks. And I think that could be something you could do with your kids. Um, another series, again, this is the only one I've mentioned this on the, uh, we wrote a blog about it and on the podcast was the We Were There series, uh, which takes place where, you know, uh, it's a kid and a girl, usually a guy, a boy and a girl uh, in their, you know, early teens or younger, and they're in some historic you know, moment. Um, some of them are different, but for the most part, so, you know, they're, they're a family that lives at Gettysburg during the battle of Gettysburg, you know, and they're interacting with all the soldiers and stuff like that. They see, I think it's, you know, Lee and everything else. So it really puts you on like the front lines. Like one of the kids is a local kid who lives in Pearl Harbor, you know, like right on in Hawaii, Hawaii. Um, and then he's, you know, helping during save people during after the aftermath of, you know, Pearl Harbor. Um, so stuff like that really love those. I mentioned this last time, Henty books. Um, my, my dad brought those from the library, and I started reading those. Um, the Narnia books, I mean, obviously, those go without saying. I love all the Narnia books, but I also listen to those. So, um, But some of the other books that people mentioned I thought it would be fun to uh, mention um, is go through some of these that people suggest. Uh, stuff like... Um, like Pride and Prejudice. I have never read that, but I know my sister loves the movies and stuff. So A Wrinkle in Time. I wanted to watch the movie that came out uh, this last year, but I have not read the book. I almost have, but I probably will within the next year or two. Anne of Green Gables. That's a classic. Love those. Um, the books and the movies and the audiobooks. Uh, those are great, super fun ones. I see that one mentioned a lot. A lot of people mentioned in the comments were the Anna Green Gable books and the Little House books. Um, I, one, someone mentioned the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think those are awesome. I mean, those are a little bit, you know, maybe harder to get into, but I just, I had a, uh, local homeschool mom ask me and, um, I think Lord of the Rings is great, but obviously they could be a little bit harder to get into. Um, Charlotte's Web, you know, all of those are just classic, classic books. But a couple of the ones that um, if you have a daughter who, you know, you want to read, um, you know, maybe like some fiction books, but you just want to make sure it's something that is, you know, safe. Um, my sister Kat uh, wrote a whole series um, that is like fantasy, I guess you could say. Um, you know, it's not hard fantasy or anything like that, but it's medieval play. It takes place in medieval, uh, kind of setting. 
Um, they're totally wholesome. Nothing you know that you'd have to worry about in any way. Um, they're really geared towards you know a younger audience, I would say. Um, but she has people who are older who have uh, you know read them as well. But uh, there's it's the Maidens of Maladone. Um, there's three books, uh, and definitely can check those out. You can go to smilinghomeschooler.com and go to the store if you want to check those out. Those would be a great place if you have a daughter who's wanting to get into some, some you know those kind of books. Um, another series that I haven't mentioned that I loved growing up was the Redwall series by Brian Jakes or Brian Jocks. I'm not. I never knew how to pronounce it, but they were um, basically you know a bunch of. Uh, of uh, animals who could talk, who walked around, who used swords and spears and everything else, and uh, they were awesome. But they were clean, you know. Some of the animals, I mean, they kind of sometimes had like inventive names for each other, you know, like the rats would, you know, call whatever some kind of you know name or whatever. But it wasn't anything like you know bad really overall. Loved those books. There's like twenty something in them. I've read all of them. Really, really enjoyed those. Um, my mom had a suggestion, one uh, called Wing Feather Saga, which I am not familiar with, uh, but you know, it might be one to check out. Uh, and I'm not positive, you know, anything about it, but that's something that she suggested. And it is written by, I believe, a Christian author, um, and is a great one to check out. And I also mentioned in my uh, thing that we, we talked about, we interviewed actually Chuck Black with Knights of Thray and the Kingdom series. Both of those are great books. Um, would highly suggest those. Um, something I read, you know, again, these are a little bit, you know, I know some people, um, and growing up, we were, I would say we were pretty strict, you know, we didn't read Harry Potter or anything growing up. Um, I know I had friends, arguments with friends that, oh, it's witchcraft and everything. And honestly, I mean, that may, it is, I guess, true still. Um, but having read those within the last few years, uh, I've changed my opinion. I love those personally, but I know, you know, I'm not going to recommend one way or the other, but. Um, I read the Wizard of Earthsea series, uh, which is the first one especially. It's a really good book. Um, you know, again, I don't think there was any content that I can remember. It's geared for younger audience, but I loved those. Um, you know, so there's there's definitely different books that, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a fantasy guy. I love those kind of um, books outside of, out of history and stuff like that. Um, so th- those are a couple of my suggestions there when it comes to that. But I'm going to take a real quick minute to thank Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Our family has used Teaching Textbooks for nearly 10 years, and we've loved every minute of it. Their new 3.0 version of the curriculum is better than ever, and you can access it from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Each and every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure that they are learning and you can check their progress. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun, and you can visit their website, teachingtextbooks.com, to check out a free trial or view a sample lesson. You can also visit their booth at a local homeschooling convention. I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for all their support. So, you know, that was about, you know, 12, 13 minutes solid of just book recommendations. Um, you know, everyone else, they had some they had some good good suggestions. I don't really think I missed anything other than there. So a couple of people mentioned Grandma's Attic, um, which I remember my sister was really into. Um, and then someone mentioned The Love Comes Softly, I think is what it's called. Yeah, The Love Comes Softly series. Um you know, but something else I wanted people to mention was books that they're currently reading that they enjoy. And I know that as, you know, parents, that can be really tough to work time into. Um, but I would suggest if you 
can work it out. Um, if you haven't, check out your local library. See if they have um, Libby or Overdrive, um, which is a, I don't know if every state has it. I know Indiana does for pretty much all of them, but it is a free a service through the library if you have a library that allows you to get audiobooks and ebooks. Um, I use the Kindle app on my phone all the time to read, um, and then also audiobooks. I mean, I listen to primarily most of my reading, you know, even though my wife argues that it's reading, but I'm still consuming the books, but it's through audiobook just because I don't have time to necessarily sit and read. Um, but, you know, I drive some, I do it when I'm working on anything, I'll just listen to an audiobook, and that's a great way to get some in there. Um, but, you know, for your kids, again, mentioned a lot of it, try audiobooks. Try to give them, let them pick stuff out that looks interesting to them, you know. It doesn't matter if it's not going to be practical someday, you know. Like, for example, me and my brother, we bought, um, or my parents bought for us probably, you know, seven or eight, you know, big books, or not big books, pic- books that had pictures, that had drawings, illustrations of castles. And then we got every castle book we could find at the library, you know. And, and we started drawing castles, and we loved, like, castles was our thing for a while. And, you know, that, I mean, just trying to learn stuff about something that interests your kid is a huge motivator and really good tool of teaching learning and love of learning. Um, So, you know, one year that was Rome for us and we were like, oh, that's awesome. We, you know, so we got every book we could find on Rome or um, one of mine was wooden ships. I love ships and the ocean and uh, sailing ships, especially because, you know, I like naval combat and stuff like that. But I got every book at the library I could find on ships and stuff like that, you know, and my brother did that the same way in some things, you know, maybe not as many things, but um, you know, that's, that's something that I think is really important. Obviously not every kid's going to do that, but if, if, if they are into it and you say, Hey, why don't you go to the library and look it up? You know, that could be a great way. Like, let's say even they're into video games, maybe say, well, how, how do you think they make games? You know, and then maybe take them to the library or online and see if you can find a bunch of, uh, you know, a couple books on game development, you know, or whatever, stuff like that. Um, you know, and one thing I do miss is, you know, in the day and age of technology is, uh, is the encyclopedia you know i used to now with wikipedia it's i mean i know you can do like show me a random article but that's not as fun i mean back at the you know when we were younger my grandpa would buy the old you know from the library these old uh full sets of world book encyclopedia you know they'd be like from the 70s i remember the one of them didn't even have vietnam in it or something like that (laughs) but um but we finally graduated gradually upgraded all the way into the 2000s over the course of my entire childhood and teens but you know we would just take a letter you know so maybe it's like w for war you know world war and we'd go through those or maybe it's k for whatever you know and we go through it and read you know just random stuff we'd usually find a picture that was interesting and we'd read the you know the footing about it or whatever and then the article and that was so fun you know because like you just know you just read information about so many things that you would never care about or get outside of that you know and uh, I'm not saying your kids should do that because that's kind of weird, you know, probably. But uh, that's something we liked to do because we didn't have access to all the technology and everything all the time. Um, and I think that is a huge importance, you know. Even now, I feel the draw is like, you know, given the choice between watching a YouTube video, watching, uh, you know, watching a movie. Um, whatever else you know or I mean obviously I have family as well but you know I almost always it's easy to just default to social media you know reading a website a news article whatever watching a YouTube video over reading and so I think that taking that stuff away or limiting it 
if you're not already, is really a good way to do that because then they do have to fill it with other things. Um, you know, so and maybe there's some kind of incentive thing you could do. I don't know. I mean, I found that. You know, we did it with the library again, reading like the reading thing that they did where you could get free tickets to a in our area it was the wizards which is now the fort wayne tin caps but and you get a free you know if you read 100 hours you could go to uh which sounds like a ton but you could go to um you know the the the, the baseball game for free and get like a hot dog or something like that so maybe there's something you do incentivize just you don't want it to be something that they're only doing for the incentive you want them to enjoy it um and I think that's that, that's really important. But also you, you know, try to take time if you can, figure out ways to work in an audiobook or whatnot. Just because I think it's a super awesome thing to do, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of great stuff out there. Um, I don't know. I mean, the most current book I read was uh, called The Pioneers by David McCullough, who I love. I think that's how he pronounces his last name. He wrote like 1776 and stuff like that, but. Um, again, that was an audiobook, so I primarily primarily do that. But I also started trying to do instead of social media, just defaulting to that. I'll open up my Kindle app and try to get a few pages here and there. Um, but you know, that's obviously not everyone has to do that or wants to do that. But it's something that I've tried to do, and I, and even just doing that ten pages a day. You know, you do that every all year, and that's three thousand six hundred and fifty pages. You know, that's a lot of pages to read, so uh, it adds up. But you know, so there's that self-help book. If you want to read one of dad's books, uh, that one of them that you could try check out is the homeschool experiment. It's not by him, but it is on um, the website and we are uh, family man does publish it. Um, and it's a great book. Uh, it's funny. It's fun. It's real. Uh, if you're a homeschooling mom, which I assume you are to listen to this, uh, you should definitely check it out. It's by charity Hawkins is her name. Um, and you go check it out on, on the, on the website. Um, and dad also has a bunch of other books like lies, homeschooling moms, believe dream big, um, all those kind of things. Those would be great books to check out if you want something to read. And they're short, you know, dad's always been really good about writing short books since again, we understand people don't have, you know, 30 hours to spend reading some monstrous book. So, um, yeah, so go check those out if you want uh, some of his stuff. Or if, if you haven't tried it before, try out Goodreads. That can be a great way to find some um, recommendations, find groups that are interested. Um, or, you know, maybe even, uh, you know, in the comments of the post that we just did recently, see if anyone has any recommendations that you could read uh, if you want something. But, um, so hopefully this was interesting. I know it was, you know, maybe not the, our normal, but going into summer, we didn't want to just talk about homeschooling only. You know, we wanted to talk about off-topic things slightly, um, things that, you know, maybe not only that, because you don't need to think just about school, because obviously it's the summer. Enjoy it. Enjoy your break, hopefully. Um, and, uh, you know, enjoy your kids as much as you can. Try to do adventures with them. Find stuff that's in the area to do. Um, or, you know, or just spend time at home, but do things with them if you can. Um, or let them be bored a little bit, you know, and they'll come up with something to do. But thanks for listening. Um, we hope that you enjoyed it. And uh, if you if you you know you want to check out an awesome math pro, pro, program, uh, we would recommend you go to, check out teachingchecksbooks.com. You can try out a free trial, view a sample lesson, and uh, we really appreciate their support of the Smile Homeschooler podcast. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Just me. Uh, next week we should have Dad back and be a little bit more normal. But have a wonderful week, and as always, keep smiling.